Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Uh, today we have Tim Mazarin and myself, Kevin Conlon, and Bob McGee. And we're going to actually switch it up a little bit here today because we're going to talk about gun hunting. And uh, you know, a little bit about gun season coming up, but I think a little bit more specifically about the uh, the new, uh, not, well, not new, but the 450 Bushmaster um, that in Michigan can now be used in portions of the state um, for hunting. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a relatively new firearm that uh, they've come out with and specifically uh, designed to hunt in Michigan. In uh, 2014, I think it was, Michigan changed the law and expanded. We used to be have, in Michigan here, we had what was known as the shotgun zone. And basically, it was a line drawn through the middle of the state, not quite the middle, but the lower portion of the state, and um, running through Saginaw, running through the middle, where if you were below that line, you could use a shotgun. Above that line, you could use a high-powered rifle. And the idea being that, uh, you know, a lot of the population center of Michigan is in the lower portion of the state, and therefore they didn't want rounds that could carry a mile and two miles or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes so, very good sense, yeah. And uh, so they had what they called the shotgun zone. But uh, coincidentally, about two-thirds of Michigan's deer population lives below the below that line. Which they also. term zone three, if you look at the DNR yeah. maps. Yeah, so that's kind of the what happened was in 2014, they they changed the law a little bit and they... they they change it to what they call the limited firearm zone, which opened it up to, um, to uh, you know, these uh, larger caliber guns that have a lot of uh, impact but don't carry as far distance-wise. Basically a pistol cartridge. Yeah, basically okay. a pistol cartridge. So, um, you know, I won't get into all the details of the law if you want to read about and everything. But the whole idea behind it was to have a, you know, let people hunt with weapons that are accurate but don't carry as far. So with that in mind, along comes 
Ruger, and they come out with the uh, the 450 Bushmaster. It's you know it's like a ranch gun. It's uh, made by Ruger American and uh, myself and Bob and many other Michiganders have gone out and got one of these things and and uh, talk a little bit about the performance, Bob. You just got yours out on the range yesterday. I work at a gun range as an RSO, and it's just remarkable the number of people that have been coming into the range that have these rifles. And the rifle's offered in a 16-inch barrel, which they call the ranch rifle, and in a 20-inch barrel. And it's just out-of-the-box, bore-sighted. You can, you can get that gun dead-centered at a 50-yard target within three shots, if it's done right. Wow. And the one that I bought, I just bought one. I bought the, the 450 with the 16-inch barrel. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I say, the ranch rifle. They told me it was bore-sighted. It had a Bushnell scope on it, a Buckmaster scope, 3 by 9 And Kevin and I ran out to Brown City yesterday, picked it up, Brought it home, dropped him off, and I told him I'm running to the range to get it sighted in. And within 15 minutes of me being at the range firing six shots, I had it dropping inch groups at 100 yards. Oh, that's nice. And it it, it shoots a .452 caliber round and weighs between 250, 260 grains, and it's got a 107, uh, 1.7 inch long cartridge case. And that gets velocities out to about 2,000 feet per second. 2,200. So, 2,200 at the muzzle. Yeah. That's a 16-inch. That's, that's a pretty short It's a it, pretty short barrel, isn't it? It's a short barrel, but if you look at what that rifle was developed for, it's developed for southern Michigan in areas where you don't have large open spaces of four, five, six hundred yards. Now, you can find areas like that, but that rifle is specifically made for hunting 100-yard distances, carrying through the brush, and like I said, it's just an unbelievable light-carrying, accurate rifle. It kind of reminds me of when I was uh, 16, 17 years old, I got my first hunting rifle, Mm -hmm. and it was a Marlin 30-30. And they called it the brush a brush gun, and it was a lever action, kind of short, compact, a lot of wallop, but it was meant you could bust through brush with it and stuff like that. So this gun kind of reminds me of that a little bit. That same idea that you can, you know, I like it. Like if 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 you're going to do spot and stalk, or if you are going to sit on the edge of a cornfield, or or an open bean field, or something like that. A lot more accurate than a shotgun, let's say. That's what I was just going to ask her. Well, I mean, there, there's two things you can use in Lower Michigan. Then there's a shotgun, and then there's the 450 Bushmaster. Yeah. Um, what are the advantages of the 450? The accuracy, the accuracy, the lightness. Yeah. Just like I say, that gun, that gun sighted in at a hundred yards zeroed. Idealistically, you could probably shoot that out to two, 250 yards and hit what you're shooting at. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, uh, shotguns, the, the shotguns with the rifled barrel and the uh, sabot rounds with the rifling in them, you, they're pretty accurate too. You can get really good with that too. 
Hey guys, Dave from the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We're looking for cool hunting stories from you. We want to hear your stories. If you have a cool story and you want to submit it for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at team at bowhunterplanet.com with your story. There's a good chance you could be invited onto the podcast. Hey, enjoying the hunt. I'm remembering right, I was probably 14, maybe 15 years old, the first time someone questioned why I hunt. It was a little girl from down the street. She could see my deer hanging on the backside of our home as she walked to the bus stop that morning. It was a small six-point I had taken the evening before, my second buck with a bow. Dad and I had plans to skin and process it after school that day. I don't remember the extent of what she said exactly. In fact, I probably toned her out after she started using words like cruelty and murder to divine hunting. And I remember I wasn't embarrassed and I certainly wasn't ashamed of my accomplishment as she launched a barrage of insults at me. I wasn't mad at her, I didn't feel the same hate for her that she had for me at that moment. What I really thought is how on earth could someone not support hunting? A couple of decades later, I realized that maybe we do have something in common with that little girl at the bus stop that morning. That's our love for wildlife, the beauty of nature, and how passionate we are about preserving this great resource and passing it on to our next generation. I think the difference is nobody's ever shown her or she just hasn't taken the time to learn what hunting really is, the importance of conservation, and how important it is for the future of wildlife. She may view this as a cold, heartless act of aggression towards animals and a bloodlust for killing all the wildlife until there's nothing left, but we know that isn't what hunting's all about at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite. We're proud of our heritage, we're thankful for the generations before us that gave us these opportunities. At the turn of the century, wildlife populations were on the decline in North America. Laws were written, hunting seasons were established, and now, now hunters became the conservationists. Placing an excise tax on licenses and equipment have provided billions to successful wildlife restoration efforts, creating and protecting new habitat, including our lakes, our rivers, our parks, and all the fish and wildlife that inhabit them. It's not in our best interest to destroy wildlife. We're a part of nature. We coexist. Every store, restaurant, gas station, fast food chain on every corner in any town you've ever been to supplies you, the consumer, pre-packaged meat. Let's not sugarcoat it. That animal was slaughtered. It died so you could eat it. Hunting isn't for everyone, and that's fine. But take comfort in knowing that the future of that animal depends on the continued support of the sportsmen and women who do. So I challenge you, I invite you to come into the woods with me. See wildlife the way I do. Listen to the turkeys gobble off their roosts. Feel the excitement as a buck chases a doe out in front of your stand with his nose to the ground. Better yet, sit in a blind as a youth hunter takes their first deer, catches that first fish, and is finally able to put a meal on the table for their family. I don't hunt because I hate wildlife. I hunt because I love wildlife, because their well-being is dependent on our efforts, and I can't think of anything more meaningful than passing that love for the outdoors onto the next generation. You want to get out there, you want to be a part of it. It's about the love, the passion for the outdoors, you know, we're making our property better, we're trying to improve our hunting, we're, we're working on it all year long, it's not a show up in October and hunt a few times. This is a passion. 
that, that we have, we can turn it off. You know, it's 12 months a year, non-stop. <laughs> <You're done. laughs> all a favor get a kid outdoors enjoy what mother nature gave to us and you know what help grow this heritage as us hunters all we have is each other it's a new gun you know yeah. it's let's plus let's with the shot with a shotgun you're looking at a 22 24 inch barrel yeah versus a 16 that's another what 10 inches yeah that so. you're pushing out in front of you so, yeah, so if you're spotting stalking in a thick brush, I mean, I would consider using this even up north in the regular rifle zone. If you're hunting a swamp or you're hunting a thick area. Now, what what a lot of people have said is it's a, an ideal firearm for hunting hog, pig. Yeah. In the brush areas, in the woods and stuff. Just because of the the lightness, the shortness of the the complete gun. Yeah, it comes in a couple of different colors. Uh, uh, I mine is black, and Bob has what it's, it's darker like earth tone, dark earth, and it's really a sweet looking gun. You know, it, how's the uh, how's the kick on them? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's a a good question. They offer that gun with the Ruger muzzle brake. And with the muzzle brake, it's it's like shooting a twenty gauge. Yeah, and you've got the kick of a twenty gauge. Mine is the longer gun without a muzzle brake, and it's like shooting an M1 Abrams tank. <laughs> yeah, it kicks. <laughs> it is not a gun for. Uh, it's not a gun to give your kid and let him yeah. try. Cause so it will knock them. No, over. even the even the shorter version with the muzzle brake, it sound it sounds like a tank going off. Yeah. It's, you know, I was scaring people. Every time somebody comes out to the range with one, they shoot it. They're scaring the whole line. Yeah. So my, I had, when I sighted mine in, I had my brother-in-law out there who yeah. loves to shoot guns. And uh, we were sighting it in. And he shot it once. He shot it twice. I'm like, you want to shoot again? He's like, no, nope, I've done it enough. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? His shoulder That's was, funny. he was wimping out because his shoulder was sore. So explain to those who, who might not know, what, what, is the, uh, what is the muzzle break? The muzzle brake is a device that fits on the end of a threaded barrel. The barrel's specifically set up to where the brake will screw on. And what it does is it dissipates the force of the blast that's propelling the projectile through the barrel. So instead of it coming directly back at you, through physics, it's being dissipated out 
away from you. And it takes probably about 30 to 40 percent of the recoil out of a gun when you shoot it. Okay. And that's something that uh, if you didn't buy it with it on there, you could you could add on later. You could add it on later. Um, I'm not sure if you could send the you could probably send the rifle back to Ruger and have them do it. But here in southern Michigan in the Mount Clemens area, we have a company that specifically does work like that that's world known and it's called Magnaport. Okay. And you could take the rifle over there, he'll thread the barrel out, put a brake on it, and it'll probably be just as efficient as the Ruger setup. Oh, very good. One of the things about the gun that uh, is nice, it is a bolt-action rifle, which I find I like bolt-actions for their accuracy. You know, it locks that shell in the chamber, and um, it comes with a a three-round magazine clip. So, you know, you put one in, you you know, you got four shots, and... And for the money, they're not terribly expensive, but for the money, you get a really nice trigger. It's an adjustable trigger that you can adjust from about three to five pounds and, and make it, you know, however you want it. And uh, I find that I really like the trigger pull on mine. Yeah, everyone that I've, I've helped people sight in, and including mine, it's got a sweet action as far as the boat mechanism. Just, uh, just... They really thought it out. Uh, the barrel's free-floated. It's on aluminum pillars and beaded. So your barrel, after it leaves the receiver, there's absolutely no contact with the stock, which is mm. going to improve your accuracy. And that's why that gun shoots the way it does, is they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, one of the downsides to it, it's so new, there's only, at this point, two companies making the cartridge. There's uh, Hornaday and Remington. And, uh, you know, you're going to spend about $30 for a box of, of shells of this, you know. So, yeah. But, you know what, you get it sighted in. and You, you get know. it sighted in in six shots, you know, four to six shots, and you still got yourself uh, 16 cartridges. So how far, how far could you reach out with that gun, do you think? Uh, the video that I've watched, they've got people that have sighted it in for 100 yards, mm-hmm. and they are putting can uh soup can grouping in at 300 yards okay so pretty so good ac- excellent accuracy yeah. and it's light it's i think altogether it's five like, point something pounds yeah 5.8 pounds or something like that so you're looking at a light gun um and it's fun to shoot you know other i mean i'm i'm gonna use mine for this hunting season and then I'll probably take it and get it mag, mag, magnaported because, you know, just th- that kick is just... That's know. brutal. Yeah. That, you, that, that is brutal. So, but, uh, yeah, the, the season's coming, you know. I mean, you guys I know are, a lot of... I know this is bow hunter planet, and we talk a lot of bow hunting, but the reality is that many of us who bow hunt also rifle hunt. And in Michigan, it's an annual tradition starts november 15th goes to november 30th and i've been going with the same friend for 35 years and it's like a tradition you know you get out there and whether i get a deer or not is irrelevant right it's just it's about the hunt camp yeah yeah and if you want to jump around the state with all the different uh 
uh, deer license available in seasons, yeah. you could actually hunt until the end of December, beginning of January. Yeah, I go, I go they, up to um, the Upper Peninsula and I'll use my, my 30 yeah. odd six. And if I don't get a deer, I'll come back home and I can run out for a little day hunt here or there and uh, take my 450 Bushmaster with me. Yeah. Try to tip one there's over. Some, I know there's muzzle loader after the gun hunt, but they, um, you know, in, in Michigan now, they actually opened up a season to end of January. Yeah. Um, in a couple counties, so it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an extended season and a good one at that. So. Yeah, that's like uh, especially where they have you know the lower Michigan over yeah where yeah, you were where talking they're, the, they're trying to control the population. Yeah. They got too many deer car accidents yeah. and I think specifically it's in yeah. Oakland County that's opened up uh, till the end of January this year for archery. So it's not it's not for gun. I think the that last that that month of January is archery only. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, it's that's exciting to be able to to be able to extend the season out a little bit. I don't know how my wife will feel about that. <laughs> All okay. I know is I'm so happy with the way this this rifle shoots that normally I'll take a 308 300 short mag 30-06 up where we hunt, which is up in the Traverse City area. I'm going to take the Bushmaster with me this year. That confident in that. Yeah. You, you, how long your how long are your shots up there? Well. Up where we are, our average shot is probably 100 yards, but okay. there are places around the property that we have to where you can go out and shoot something at three, 400 yards. Okay. Would you attempt a 300, 400-yard shot with this gun? Depends on how big the deer is. Depends <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Depends on what I'm looking at in the scope, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, you have the, you ask a couple of people that, with Boner Planet this year, they'll, they'll take a they'll take a 60-yard shot at, a, at an 8-point. Um, yeah, and miss, but we'll, we'll talk about that another day. So yeah, no, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I, we, we spent some time talking a little bit about my, uh, my deers on some previous podcasts and, uh, it's just this time of year you have, you have archery, then you have gun, then you have muzzler, then you have archery and it's just like, Oh, for the this, outdoors person. Yeah. It's, this is it's the time of year that time. everybody lives for. Yeah. It's just. Where they say Michigan is a sportsman's paradise, right? It is. And, and you just, you feel that weather change hit. Yeah. And once that weather change hit, you just, you just get this excitement. Yep. Yeah. You, know, so. you know, we may not have the massive deer like you can get in some other states, right? But we got a lot of deer, and 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 it's fun, and and uh, you know, let's face it, we also well, we do now in the Upper Peninsula where I go, we have wolves that are knocking down the population, but for the most part, the only thing that keeps the population under control is hunting. Yeah. Plus, what and, I've realized in Michigan is it isn't. You know, it's nice to get the big deer, but it isn't all about the big deer. It's about the tradition. Yeah. You know, you look back on a lot of the Michigan hunting hunting camps and stuff. They've been going for 40, 50, 60 years, if not longer. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? In another podcast, we'll talk about the Upper Peninsula, and I'll tell you a story about that. So, so uh we have um, yeah, that, that's a great point though is that we have such a great tradition this time of year in Michigan um, I mean it's it, it goes back generations I mean just generations and generations of, of just people um, you know going out and, and taking their kids and making it a, a the event of the year right there's there's yeah. people that I know that save every bit of vacation time that they have for this time of year and yeah. and that's just a great thing especially when you have kids you know to bring them up outdoors and you know to get them out and even without kids i mean just to be able to get out there and and fill your freezer with with real food 
Yeah. I mean, it's you know, awesome. and, 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 and like everywhere else, there's always people who are anti-hunting and stuff like yeah. that. But you know what? I, I don't think they realize that if it wasn't for the hunters in Michigan, our natural resources, our everything we have here is most of it is paid for through hunting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, most hunters, you know, like we talked about already, it's not a it's not all about killing. It's about preserving this heritage Absolutely and the right. natural resources so that my kids and the, their kids and the kids after that will be able to enjoy the outdoors. And, uh, you know, the money that the state makes and puts it, you know, puts it back, the DNR puts it back into, you know, right now we're dealing with a little bit of a problem with a chronic wasting disease mm-hmm. and some tuberculosis. Well, where do you think they get the money to combat those problems? Yep. Through hunters and through, uh, through guys who are really concerned about the environment and the, you know, the health of the herd. I think there's a lot to be said about the the DNR and the research that they put into it because they really do a great job in managing. Well, and I'm not going to say a great job because I think we'll probably get a lot of comments on that. Yeah. But they 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 do absolutely know their population studies. To, to know the impact of what the hunters are having on those populations at least. And I think they've, they've recognized there is an overpopulation in a lot, and so they, they adapt to that. Right. And I think that's the other equally important part is that, you know, th- if it weren't for hunters, think about all the deer that we would have. And right. think about all the car accidents and all the you know all the lost lives and everything that would happen in that regards too. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot of benefits, um, you know, to, to to hunting and especially in Michigan. Well, what so. a lot of people don't realize here in Michigan, a large portion of Michigan economics involves farming, mm-hmm. and like you say, without the hunting and stuff, crops would be decimated. It would just destroy a lot of the agriculture and the farming in this state. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So it's exciting. So you guys, you guys are heading out um, in just about a week. Yeah, about uh, less than a week for me. I'm going out. I'm heading up probably on the twelfth, which is only about five days away. Yeah, and like I'm that. going. I'm going Monday. or Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to go up a little early. Get my blind set up. You know relax a little bit i've had kind of a trying month I, i'm looking to just get away for a little while and kick back and relax hit and the reset button right? yeah, absolutely that's the way to do it absolutely so. good well we hope to uh we hope to hear some really good success stories here um from you guys when you get back and uh you know we'll we'll do another one of these i am sure and we'll talk about that uh, that 10 point that you both shot so yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up here but we will uh, we'll we'll see you next time here on uh, bow hunter planet podcast Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.